After 15 years, Mike Tyson is stepping back in the ring to fight Roy Jones Jr. And guess what? He's joining us now uh, from uh, his home. Say hi to Mike Tyson. Hi, Mike. How you doing? Good, good. I'm doing well. It's very good to see you. Now, you're fighting uh, the Saturday after next. The last time you had a professional fight was in 2005. Bush was president in 2005. Yeah. And after that fight, you said, I'm not interested in fighting anymore. I hate it. I, I think you said, I don't like the smell of the gym. I don't want yeah. any of it. What happened, Mike? Well, well, listen, Jimmy, you have to understand, right? Even though I'm, I haven't been fighting, I'm champ of many, many countries. I'm champ of countries that don't even speak my language. And um, <laughs> these guys wanted to see me again. So you're you know? doing this for the world. Absolutely. They want to see me do this again. And then, of course, I know there's people that are jealous. And I understand jealousy is cool. I like jealousy. It's very inspirational. Okay. So I'm doing a lot of inspiration for people that are you, jealous. You are fighting for the world and to, and to stop the haters, is what you're saying. Well, I love the haters. They inspire me. Oh, all right. <laughs> so, Mike... Without I'm, haters, I'm nothing. Without haters, I'm nothing. I'm garbage. I'm nothing without haters. <laughs> That's what motivates you. Roy Jones Jr., he just retired a couple of years ago, but you are the favorite. Uh, have you been looking at the odds, the gambling odds? Well, I I, I, I humbly say um, I don't look at odds of favor. I make my 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 reality happen right. when I'm in the ring. You don't even wear socks most of the time. No, well, um, I won't need any socks. Yeah, you don't need socks. <laughs> That should be the name of this fight. I don't need socks fight. <laughs> the, name of the, the name of the fight should be beauty. Because check this out. I'm beautiful, baby. Look, look at me now. Look wow. At me. Look at this body, oh, baby. Wow. Look at oh, this my. body, baby. Ah. Wow. You, you do look beautiful. Have you, been hey. ab have you been abstaining from everything? Hey, listen. Um, Maybe not. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's for young people to do that. Uh -huh. I already have my installed discipline. <laughs> Speaking of young people, I want to ask you this, because I know you are a boxing historian and a, a student. I know a few things, Jimmy. I know a few things. Yes. If 20-year-old Mike Tyson fought 54-year-old Mike Tyson, what would the outcome be? How many rounds? What happens? That would be a pretty interesting fight. But I'm telling you, man, that young guy, he, he's going to run into something. Like guy, what? Yeah. He's a little reckless, the young guy. Okay. I think, think he's got a hard punch and he could take a, a real good shot. I don't know if he could take one of my shots. Uh, well, we're going to find... Well, I guess we'll never find out. No. Um, <laughs> Mike, this fight's a little different. You're, you're eight two-minute rounds, which is shorter than usual three, and no fans will be in attendance. Does that make it less fun? Well, I've knocked people out less than eight seconds, and the fans didn't have a chance to see that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Sometimes you knock guys out on your way into the ring, it seemed like. Yeah, that means that's called lawsuits. <laughs> <laughs> Will you be wearing a mask during this fight? Well, I'm sure my opponent will be wearing one after. <laughs> <laughs> An oxygen mask, perhaps? Some of the proceeds for this are going to charity. You're guaranteed $10 million. Hey, I don't know nothing about money. You had to talk I to my do. wife about this. I don't want no money. Take that money that belongs to them. They, 
you know, listen, I, this is not my life no more. I'm here. I'm here to try to make things happen, make this a better place, man. I, I want to die with a good conscience, man. You know, I, I know a lot of people might kind of scoff at that and roll their eyes, but I know this to be true about you because I remember many years ago, I had some idea that could have made you a lot of money, and you're like, uh, when I have a lot of money, bad things happen. I'm going to pass on that. Yeah, that did. That, that was really tricky back then. Yeah. Yeah. Time back then. Yeah. Will you start buying tigers again or anything like that? No, no, I'm not interested, but I'm interested in this dog and a couple of horses that I saw. Okay, all right. A dog and horses. That's good. It's, it's safe. <laughs> and is this a one-time thing, uh, this fight? Uh, or will this is this like gonna be like a senior tour? Well, you tell me after you witness it. Okay, all right. Because I have an idea. I would like to see you fight legends from other sports. Like, I'd love to see you fight Pete Rose, for instance. I'm very good friends with Mr. Rose. That's not gonna ever happen. Okay, well, maybe you could fight Bjorn Borg. Do you know him? That'd be a good fight. That would be a good one, all right. <laughs> I, like, I like to participate in that one. <laughs> Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. Saturday, November 28th, Staples Center, 9 o'clock Eastern. Watch the fight on pay-per-view and streaming at TysonOnTriller.com. Thank you, Mike. Good luck. Thank you so much, Jimmy. Thank Great you so much. Great to see you. Break a leg, but I mean that figuratively, okay? Hey, no, I'll break some jaws. All right, pal. Take care. Hi, I'm Jimmy Kimmel. An evil wizard has trapped me inside this YouTube video. Click subscribe to help me escape. This is Andy Purawal for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. And I'm delighted to be joined by Liam Beefy Smith up here in Bolton. Liam, first and foremost, how have you been keeping? Not too bad, mate, you? I'm Not all good, I'm all good. Um, it's all good. Um, it's, it's, listen, it's the day after a huge announcement for you, you guys as brothers. I know Callum literally just walked in and sat behind us. Um, just talk to me first and foremost about the relief of having that announcement come out yesterday that your brother will be stepping in with a past opponent of yours in Sal Canelo Alvarez. Uh, yeah, it's good that it's finally over the line now. Obviously, all the all the debate on the Canelo side, wonder who Canelo's going to fight, wonder who Canelo's going to pick, and that is exactly what it is. It's like you know, everyone has to kind of wait on on his on his choice and who, who he does a deal with. From our side and my brother's side, I'm happy it's over the line and announced, and you know we can get that little bit of a burden off his back and, and start concentrating on Canelo now. Um, that fight's been lingering for 12, 18 months. You know, he's probably been getting asked every day when he's fighting Canelo, when he's fighting Canelo. And, um, you know, it's been on the table, off the table. And I'm happy for Callum and I'm happy for, you know, the whole family, RGM, British Boxing. I'm happy that it's over the line and, you know, we've got a massive fight to look forward to. We was all waiting until 11pm for the official announcement. We know terms had been agreed between... Canelo and Callum and we were just waiting to see whether it'd be him though or if it was anybody else who was going to get it. Were you guys number wiser up until that announcement or did you know that it was going to be beforehand? You know, I'll probably let Callum answer that question but you know, I was on the phone to Callum and asking him what's this announcement and you know, I'm sure Callum, you'll ask Callum that question and, and he'll tell you a better answer than me but you know, I was none the wiser and um, I was curious to see what got, what got announced. You move towards a fight now. Um, four, it's about four weeks between the announcement yesterday and fight night. I know Callum's been in the gym for months on end now, waiting for something, and now he's obviously got the fight. Do you feel, though, we just four official weeks, will that make any difference to him? To Callum or to... to... Callum. No, he's been in the gym a long time. He's a naturally fit kid anyway. He lives, he lives a good life. 
Um, there's not really a bad life you can live in lockdown at the moment. So, um, you know, he's been in the gym right through. He's been in the gym a long time, to be honest with you. Um, you know, he's kept his strength work right through and he's fit and, you know, he'll be, he'll be more than ready come December 19th. I know you won't want to give away too much, but moving towards that fight, what do you feel the keys to success are for Callum? Uh, I just think, you know, size, strength, uh, punch power, I think he can, you know, match him, he's a very good fighter, he can match him for, you know, talent, skill, um, and he can gamble, not many people can gamble with Canelo and, you know, take risks, throw as he's throwing, Callum can punch, you know, it's a known factor, one of his best shots is a catch left to uh, he's got a very good chin himself, Callum. So, uh, you know, he can take chances. He's big enough to take chances in, in, in that fight. He's good enough to take chances. And I've said since day one, if anyone beats Canelo Alvarez, it's Callum Smith. And, you know, I said that with, you know, full, full of confidence. We said, coming through the ranks, you know, our younger brother's the best. And people thought we probably said it to try and big him up and try and really make people take note of our younger brother because... At that time, Paul was probably British champion, Stephen British champion, I was British champion, and you know we we probably thought, you know, trying to get calm a little bit of publicity, but it was it it, it was it was truth. You know, we said it with confidence, and he's proved that now he's become British champion, world champion, and you know December nineteenth he'll shock the world. Callum wins on December nineteenth. In your, I know you said he won't shock you guys, but he comes away with a win. How big of a win is that if all British boxing? going back over a variety of fights over the past however many years and decades you want to go? Yeah, you know, it's got to be it's got to be put up there as the biggest win probably from a British fighter. Um, you know, it, it, it'll be a massive shock to people who don't think Callum's as good as we think he is. Um, you know, for me, I, I think it, it, it's, a, it's a very, very competitive fight. You know, I, I feel Callum, you can only, you can only show how good you are when you, when you get that chance to show a good job against them opposition and you know if Canelo, Val Canelo Alvarez is one, two, three in the world, pound for pound, Callum Smith's a world champion, Callum Smith goes and beats him, where does Callum go into it? You know what I mean? And you'd only get the chance to prove it when the person is standing in front of you. And um at you know December nineteenth Callum's got that and you know it's in it's in his hands really. You've shared the ring with Canelo previously, as we've touched on. Joe's in your corner for that fight as well. How valuable do you feel that experience is just building up to it with little tips you can give your brother on what to expect and how to work around it? Yeah, obviously, you can look out from the outside looking in. You can you can do as much as you want. You can say as much as you want. You can say Canelo's good at this, good at that. But being in, you, you can't really get any better than being in the ring with him. And, and you know, I say that. Not being, you know, big heads. Obviously, people say, "Oh, well, you lost," but being in the Ingram, I think I've got a big, you know, good hindsight of what he does well, and you know, the the, the little things he does in the ring, his cuteness, and you know, some of his mistakes he does. So, I do think I've got a good bit of knowledge to pass on to Callum, in in this sense. And obviously, Joe, as Joe's tried to work a game plan out before with with myself and it, and you know, he'll try and add to that now. He's got he's got a second bite at it with Callum. So, you know, they, I'm sure we'll come up with a good enough game plan and you know, we are confident going in believe me there's a lot of kind of travel restrictions at the minute will you be able to get over there yeah I, I presume I will you know I'll be going as part of Callum's team and his brother if I have to go in there and, and, and go in the bubble so be it you know but I, I'll do everything in my power I can to you know to, to be there Liam just come on to yourself um, 
things are a little quiet on your end. Have you got anything kind of bubbling in the background? <laughs> um, no, uh, no, I'm just, uh, again, I, I don't know, mate, it's been very quiet at the moment. Um, but, you know, I've seen, again, I've seen Eddie mention yesterday he'd like to do the Jesse Vargas fight. So, um, you know, I've spoke to Vargas m myself over this because it's been mentioned for a long time now, but I haven't really come into fruition. So, you know, he's all for it. I'm all for it. So, it's probably time to try and try and make it now. I know he's got one fight left with Eddie, um, and see if I can really get this Vargas fight while we're while we're all in no man's land. Because for me, I don't know whether we, what's going to happen, but you no, know, Tzu is number two with the WBR and three. Texas fighting Castano, who's now number one. So you know we have to see if the WBR order a final eliminator with me and Tzu. Um you know, the champion doesn't fight till February, so he's not going to have to make another mandatory till maybe next November, December. But um, I just want to, you know, want to be out the early part of next year, the end of January. You know, I'd love to maybe get on that January 30th bill. If not, I'd love a date in February. This past weekend, we saw a man who, again, was linked to you previously, Cal Brook, lose to Terence Crawford. Just before we come on to that fight, we know, as I say, Cal lost that one. Would there be any interest in facing Cal now still? It depends. Obviously, you know, I think people know me as a person. You put a fight to me on the table, I'll take it. You know, if if, if, if it makes sense for me, I, I'm, I'll take it. I don't care what money the opponent's getting. I don't care what, you know, what rituals the opponent's getting. If it makes sense to me, I'll, I'll take it. I'll fight anyone. And if Eddie comes or if, you know, anybody comes with the Cal Blue fight, then I'd sit and look at if it makes sense to me. You know, and and if it's worth my while, I'll take it. But um, no, I can't. I can't see it. You know, I, I, I can't see the fight coming back to me now. What did you make of his um, defeat to Terence Crawford? Uh, I thought he boxed well. I thought he started exactly how I thought the fight would go. I thought he'd be, he's good. He's very good, skillful wise. Um, I thought it'd go like that, but he got stopped quicker than I thought he'd get stopped. And surprisingly, he got stopped with a jab. You you know you can. Sugarcoated all you want. Um, he started well. He was winning, but the shot was a jab. It was a very good timing. But you know, we 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 bang on about Calbrook stopping Deluca with a jab and other people with jabs. He got stopped with a jab and and that that that's the bottom line. Right, Liam, we will leave that there because I know Callum's been waiting for pretty much 10 minutes and I appreciate that very kindly of both of you to give up some time. So thank you for always speaking to me and thank you for speaking to Boxing Social. Thanks for me, Thank you. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. I'm telling you, this is not even a joke around here, trust me. <laughs> What's happening? This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I take it, Dean, you're somewhere in South London. We won't reveal where. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm in London in the the Gaza. You get me? It's all good. It's all good. I thought I'd quickly get you on today. Uh, give us a, an update on what's going on with your fighters, etc. In a second, but Deontay Wilder. Whoa! 
the knockout. What's happened there? Oh, he said, hey, the wind, the wind. Oh, it's strong. That's that smoked the phone, you know. Oh, shit, hold on. Hey, that, that wind blew that to hell. Keeping it oh, in. We might have to cut that out, that bit. <laughs> no, I'll keep it in. Um, yeah, Deontay Wilder's <laughs> made some obviously outlandish comments. Ah. Oh. I told you, Dad, you know what? It's not going to stay there, you know. She's has two knockouts. Let's start again. Re cut, cut, cut. Let's start again. Let's try and... Uh, I don't know what we're gonna do here, buddy. We're, yeah, we're having a bit of a we're, we're having a bit of a mirror here. Yeah, no, it's not gonna stay. First time lucky, who knows? It's it's quite windy out here, you know. So yeah, we'll try this for a third time. Deontay Wilder's made some comments recently, very outlandish, and then uh, he's come out and said, I want Dillian White, I want Dillian White, I want Dillian White. He's like a an ex girlfriend or something to that. Uh, extent. What yeah. do you make of his comments calling out your brother? Uh, well, do you know what? What we must look at is Deontay Wilder has said some outlandish stuff recently, um, you know, about how he lost, why he lost, uh, Fury cheating, the costume, my shoulder, uh, my coach, he drugged me, um, and many other things. You know what? If, if, if What I look at is I just think it comes across a little bit desperate. That's what it smells a lot, of, a little bit of desperateness to be validated, to be wanted, to be needed. Right now, he's the odd man out. He's the odd man out of a party. You know that little party of uh, four or five? <laughs> there you go. Have to hold it. Yeah, it's over that one. That, that little charade is, is definitely over. But anyway, let's get, let's get it from here. I mean, I think... What's going on here? So, um, yeah, he's the odd man out of the party at the minute. I mean, Joshua's got Pulev, and then um, Dillian's got the, the rematch with Povetkin, and then it's going to be Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury. So that will take up the best part of the whole of 2021, going into 2022. Depends. If one wins, one wins, then there's a, a, a trilogy. That's into 2022. He's by himself. He's... He's a solo act. He's in the Who Needs Him Club. He doesn't even own a belt. Um, and then we got all the excuses that come with it. He's actually trying to tarnish his reputation, which was, um, you know, pretty good as being a bronze bomber, the knockout merchant, the knockout artist. And he's tainting it with all of this stupidness and, uh, and foolery and making a mockery of the sport of boxing. So you weren't surprised that he, he called out your brother? say I was surprised I just felt like you know he's trying to do a little bit of his best to salvage the little bit of what's left of his careers what's not left in tatters obviously I know he's 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 his bomb squad crew in America you know they still believe you know um Tyson Fury cheated and um you know I don't know the gloves and whatever the costume they felt like he had an off night but let's see what happens man you know like look if the contract's made and the trilogy was in that, Tyson Fury should honour that and give him his fight and get it out of the way. I don't believe Deontay Wilder's got the beating of Tyson Fury, but listen, I could be proven wrong. So, you know, there's, you know, but it's one of them. But at this junction here where we're at, um, it's like he's in the Who Needs It Club. No, one, no one's going to give him an opportunity because he didn't give Dylan an opportunity when Dylan was on the outside looking in and was hoping. You know, and, and praying and became WBC mandatory for over a thousand days. He did not give Dillian that opportunity. I'm not going to lie. I don't know what Dillian's going to do. I haven't spoke to him about it. Um, 
or anything. I spoke about other things a few weeks ago. I think about a week ago or something when I talked to him. But I don't know. You know, he's he's busy training, doing his stuff. Um, so I don't know. Um, we'll see. Maybe I'll I'll talk to him over the next couple of days and get his thoughts on that. Maybe he thinks, you know, fuck my man. He didn't give me an opportunity when I was looking for it. Um, so let him let him let him stay on the sidelines and uh you know, let him do one. But then he might look at it like it's a big opportunity to make a hell of a lot of money to smoke the guy I said. I wanted to smoke and to show the world that I can smoke that guy and I believe I can. So he might take it up. You know, Dylan's a fighting man, but at the end of the day, um, shit, what happened there? I don't know, I'm kind of smoking the camera. Sorry, guys. I think at the end of the day, um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I said, at the end of the day, he's got a big task ahead of him anyway, still. He's got, he's got, um, Povetkin too. He's got a big rematch and, uh, you know, he's got it all to do in there. You know what I mean? As we saw, so you know, January the thirtieth or one of them days, whatever Eddie Hearn said, something around there. So yeah, I mean, there's a there's a there's a big road ahead. Once he gets past that, and he definitely can't overlook that fight, then you know we've got to look what's in the future. But I mean, it's an amazing fight to be on the cards, to be honest. But yeah, again, it's just down to him and his team what they decide and think to do. You know. Well, he made some comments to Sky Sports today, Dylan, saying that um. He's going to have to dance to his tune. Wilder's going to have to dance to, to his tune. But as you said, he's got a massive fight with Alexander Povetkin. All that matters at the moment is Povetkin White too. And I'm sure we'll talk about that uh, nearer the time, Dean. But just give us an update on what's going on with your fighters and uh, the music side of things as well. Um, I don't know. Where's this bloody thing? I can't even... There you go. I've got to change hands, man. You know, holding this thing is not good for my arms. I was, I was, I was doing a bit of boxing today. Um, do you know, things are okay. Um, I mean... You know, it could be better in terms of, like, the times we're in. Um, opportunities are very slim and rare. Um, I had a guy that was meant to maybe go on a box of that tournament, super middleweight, but then when he, you know, when we checked him out, he was quite heavy and it was, like, 10 days out. You know, a lot of the guys who get an opportunity, they've got to stay ready and kind of be in and around the weight to fight. And that's what's happening, you know. Um, and then I've got other guys who I've been trying to see if I can get fights for them. And, uh, you know, most of these promoters are going to be putting on the boys that are signed to them, the boys that have contracts, and they've got um, obligate, obligatory matters to say, well, you know, I've got to get them out. I've got to get them out a certain amount of times a year. So it is a bit difficult to get some of the boys. But, um, I'm just working on a few things. I'm hoping December, I've got in about a month, I might have something. In the next week, I should know 100% if I've got something. But, you know, I've got to go and do my own thing because it's like, a bit difficult times right now for the boys to try and get people on and out and around and stuff. So just working, man, you know what I mean? Um, so I'm just kind of seeing, need to try and look for that old Eddie Hearn to see what he's up to. Um, I know he's here, there and everywhere. Eddie, I'm coming for you. <laughs> you know that? Uh, so I'm looking, for, I'll be looking for him shortly to try and see what's going on. But I mean, look, it's quite weird. If, you know what I've looked at? I, I've seen a fight just been made. I think it was yesterday with Jezza Smith against a guy with the tattoos at Super Middleweight. And I was doing an interview earlier and I was talking about it. It's quite weird because Jezza Smith is a welterweight. He fought the Black Thunder at 160. Now he's fighting at 168. I don't know. It's a bit weird. It's opportunity, it? Yeah, yeah, but it's three divisions. <laughs> what chance has he really given himself? Is he actually fighting as a man who's got... Um, you know, the same desire to get something out of his career or is he just taking any opportunity to make money, to feed his family? There's nothing wrong with that one. 
or is it just one of them? Is he is he slightly leaning towards becoming a journeyman? I'm not sure, but going up three weight classes on short notice to fight someone. I mean, if you've got grand designs to be in a champion, I don't know, it's a bit kind of a bit weird. I, I would look at the, the one with Jack Cullen against Doherty. That was a good one, but he only went up from a middleweight to super middleweight. So that's not bad. And he pulled it off. And that's what it's all about, I guess. You know, taking your chances. And if you get upset at Apricot, you potentially get a contract with Matchroom, which Eddie said. So let's see if Eddie's a man of his word and he actually signs him, which would be good because... You know, he's, he's, been, he's been taking some good fights. He's done a good one with Zach Chelly, and that was a close fight. Some thought he lost, but he got a draw. So, I mean, like, sometimes taking your opportunity when it comes is a good thing. And then sometimes doing it, if it's the detriment of your health and dangerous, it's probably not worth it. And you might as well sit out, train, and come back next year when everything starts to unfold and um, the smaller shows come back. But, I mean, let's see, man. Boxing is about risk sometimes, you know what I mean? But it's risk to reward ratio. So, we've got to be sensible. But, I mean, there's some good fights, on. I'll be tuning in. Well, listen, Dean, I'll let you put that phone down now. Uh, I'm sure we'll have a proper catch-up catch after Christmas uh, about your brother's fight with Alexander Povetkin. But, yeah, thanks to all the IFL. Catch-up soon, all right? Thanks, as always, guys. Take care. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free, impartial advice on all your debt. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free, impartial advice on all your debt. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. With me, I've got the Albanian king, Florian Marku, and some random Hi. guy from Derby, Mr. Sam Jones. Uh, Florian, how you doing, my man? I am good, thank you. And you? Very well, thank you. Sam, yourself? All good, mate. All good. Well, let's get straight into it. Florian, you've created a, a lot of noise recently. Now, let's speak about uh, your last fight on Ultimate Box. I didn't speak to you uh, since then, uh, last week. What did you make of your performance? I'm very happy of, uh, of my performance, but I didn't show nothing yet. I have much more to show to the people. You know how much I have improved in this one year during the quarantine and this COVID situation. And I'm going to show to the world. But I'm, I'm happy with all the performance. I, I showed to everyone how explosive and how strong I am. Of course, the opponent was not on my level. It was not the journeyman. He came to win, but I proved him that I'm different level. You must be pleased with the reception you've got since that fight. A lot of people on social media talking about yourself. Yes, I'm happy with that, but I was expecting it. I was expecting it because I, I know what I am capable of. You know, I know, I know myself and this is the beginning. I have write a post before one month and something and I, I write that Next year, every, every person in UK will know me. And this is the truth. And you see now with the time, but this is the beginning only. Sam, Florian proved that, you know, whenever he's going to fight, that he's must-watch uh, on television. Yeah, we knew that anyway about Florian. Like, <laughs> he's, 
he's must see TV. He's, he, he really is. He's, he's got a big personality as well, which I didn't think people have not really seen that much of from him, but he's got a big personality as well. Huge fan base. And he, he, he doesn't come to take a fight to points. He comes to, to knock your spark out. And that's, and that's what he brings. It, raw excitement. And that's what fans love. That's why the UK fans love him as well. Yeah, we can see the love from uh, the UK fans. But let's talk about your Albanian fans. Whenever Eddie Hearn posts something or he goes Instagram live, Oh, where are you going, Flora? We lost him. Is he young? Probably, he's probably uh, commenting on Eddie Earn's post. I think, I think his phone's rang. His, his phone's probably <laughs> rang. <laughs> Let him come back. Yeah. But yeah, Sam, we might as well talk talk about this. Uh, whenever Eddie or Connor post something recently, it's just a load of Albanian flags. Yeah, listen, yesterday I opened, I promise, I opened my DMs and there was over over 200 messages from Albanian supporters just saying, oh, you, we, thank, you to, thank you for looking after our guy. They're so patriotic and they just, they love their guy. They love their people. Okay, Florian, whilst you, you went, your battery went, I was talking to Sam, you know, about whenever Eddie Earn or Conor Ben post something, you just see a load of Albanian flags. You've got the best fans in the world. Yes, true. You know, they support me a lot. I'm very proud of that. That's why when I go in there, I feel like a gladiator. Like I, I represent my people, not only the Albanians, but all over the world that supporting me. Because I have also fans in Greece. I have also fans in Austria. When I have, because I have lived in Austria also. You know, I grew up in Greece, but I have lived in Austria. I win like 26 fights. The 18 fights were all by KO, you know, and I have many fans in, in, in Austria also. And I'm very happy that all these guys supporting me. A lot of Albanian people like Sam now as well. <laughs> yes, true. All, all, all Albanians know him. You know, All Albanians write me about, about him. Uh, yeah. Florin, uh, Conor Ben, of course, is in action on Sky Sports this Saturday against Sebastian Formella. Formella has only lost to Sean Porter, took him the distance. What do you make of Conor Ben's fight against Formella this weekend? She, till now, she's his uh, toughest... Uh, Opponent, I don't think Formella is something special, but uh, she she's uh, the toughest fight in now for 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 Conor Ben. I don't think she have the power to knock someone out, Formella, but she have the experience, you know, to keep the distance, to 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 take the rounds, you know. And I think he's a good fight for Conor, and congratulations to him that he accept this fight with him, you know, that he is something because the other guy that he he was choosing it was very very bad. He is something to, to, to make him go a little bit farther, you know, in the rankings. This one's maybe more for Sam. What do you make of uh, Eddie Hearn, Tony Sims, Conor Ben's manager and trainer? They say Florian needs to step up in opposition before we give him a fight with Conor Ben. Listen, we're waiting for Eddie Hearn now. Florian, Florian, Florian spoke to him personally and Eddie said, Eddie's told him that we're going to get something done this week. And look, listen, Florian's prepared to, 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 to box on, on uh, Sky Sports to build the Conor Ben fight as well. But Florian's prepared to take the right fights. But let me tell you something about Florian. Florian, is, Florian wants big, big fights. He understands that he has to build. But there's, um, he, Florian has a lot more to lose than, than, than he has. Just like Conor Ben has a lot to lose. Florian also has a lot to lose with his with his fan with his fan base. 
Do you know what I mean? They, they, I can assure you, Conor Ben's well supported. He, he's got his own fan base. But let me tell you, it's minuscule compared to Florian's. Minuscule. It really is. So Flor- when, when, when it's time for Florian to put it on the line, rest assured he'll put it on the line. What about yourself, Florian? What, what do you make of Tony Sims' trainer and manager and Eddie Hearn saying, you haven't fought Eddie, anyone yet, you don't bring enough to the table for a fight with Conor yet? <laughs> Listen, these guys are the, I, had, I have fight. If Conor was fighting with them, he will lose for every single one of, of my last uh, three opponents. I didn't fight journeymans. All my last five, <laughs> five, five fights was not the journeyman. I didn't choose a journeyman. You can see my opponents. It was 11-3. Eight three, uh, you know, five uh, zero, you know, and this other guy four 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 one. You know, I had I had some. Of course, they will say, but listen, I will I will I will uh, tell them and I will show them what I can do also to these guys when they will bring me. You see what different was, how much different was my game with my right one. You know, the the people was thinking I'm a southpaw in the box record have. Put me like a southpaw. I'm not a southpaw. I'm. I change guards. You know. I'm. I am 50-50. But because I I couldn't hit my right hand, I never p- play uh, normal my normal orthodox guard. You know. And whoever they bring me, I will show them that I'm different level. I am. My level is only for the top. And I will show them with the time. What have you said to Eddie Hearn recently? For me. Who? Yeah. The meal. Sam, Sam said that, that you spoke to Eddie Hearn recently. He messaged him on Instagram. <laughs> Show him the message, Florian. Show him the message. He's on his phone. Yeah, I don't know how he can show Oh, it. yeah, yeah. We can't. Basically, Florian, Florian messaged him and said, um, and said look, let, you, you talk, you're talking about you need to step. Let's, let's go. Florian's ready to go. Florian, Florian wants to fight in December. Um, in a in a in a solid eight in a solid eight rounder, and then in the new year, what he's he's ready to he's ready to go. Do you have a feeling um, that uh, Eddie will want Florian to have not just this fight in December, but a couple of more, and then give him the Conor Ben fight maybe back in the year? Let's I will be, I will be the favorite favorite one for Eddie Hearn. In the next year, <laughs> we will talking together, we will talking together, me and you, Omar, and you will say, hey, you remember, I will be the favorite boy of the, of the, of the Eddie Hearn, when I will start knocking people out and perform like my, like, my last fight, explosive and power. You know, and the fans know, and the UK fighters know. You, you, never, you, you haven't seen someone so explosive and so powerful like, like, like I start. But this was not luck. No, 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 no. I do these things in every sparring and in every training, and I, I will show them. I will be the favorite boy of the Eddie Hearn next year, and you will see that. Well, if you keep performing like you did last week, you'll definitely be Eddie Hearn's favorite. Florian, let me ask you. Let me ask you. If this fight with Conor Ben happens next year, what do you do to him in the ring? I will stop him inside four rounds, 100%. You know? Uh, Conor Ben get hit too easy in the head. But listen, the people doesn't know my, my ability to fight. The, the people think that I'm only a fighter. I have many fights in my life. I can box. I can, I can change guards. I can, I can pressure. I can, put, I, I, I can take the distance, you know. I have many, 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 many things in, uh, inside of me. I, I have much experience. I have 110 fights in kickboxing, you know. But they will see with the time, you know, when, when the, now that I have my right hand, you will see the people 
we're going with Mark. Sam, when this COVID situation resolves itself, will we see uh, Florian headline a fight uh, back home in Albania? Do you know what? Honestly, I'm not, I'm not just I'm not just saying this. If Florian has an um, when I say a meaningful fight, in, when I, when I say that for uh, some kind of title, some kind of title, I'm not saying a world title. I promise you, we will fill arena. Um, he could fill an arena in, in, in Austria, in Greece, in Albania, in, in, in the O2 arena. But Italy, Switzerland. Yeah, all these places. But the, let me tell you something. When we bring him to New York, game over. I promise. Game sure. over. Sure. He, he could sell the Hulu theatre, yeah, in a four-round four contest. True. Is there's not many people that there's not many people that can do that can say they they can do that he can do that himself. Is that your dream one day, uh, Florian Madison Square Garden? One hundred percent, yeah, of course. My dream is to make my people, my family, and my loved one to live good, you know, and to take the world my, the world title home. That is my dream, you know, my biggest motivations, and I feel. Because I don't enjoy nothing in, 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 in life except boxing. Boxing is my life, you know. I don't do this for a hobby. I do this for a living and is inside of me. You, you know, that is what... And that is my, my dream. Of course, I will achieve it, you know, because I put everything on it. I don't do nothing else. Train, sleep, train, sleep, nothing else. I remember on Frank Warren's card, it was about half five, six o'clock, he was, he was boxing. Half the O2 was full, just Albanian fight. Six o'clock. You never see that. <laughs> yeah, true. And when I fi when I finish when I finish the fight, all the Albanians go home. They didn't care for no one else. You yeah, know, they didn't Frank... stay. They didn't stay for Joe's fight. Yes. <laughs> no, no. And Frank Warren and Frank Warren tell me, please say to the to your people to not go. I say I cannot say them. They see me. They doesn't Albanians. They doesn't care about fighters. They care about me when they come to the stadium. That's why, if they have crowd, they must put me in the head because the Albanians will not stay. They doesn't care about the main event if I am not. Well, listen, Florian, uh, great to talk to you as always. Uh, same with you, Sam. I'm sure we're going to catch up soon. And let's get this fight with uh, Conor Ben made next year, hopefully, OK? Absolutely. OK, Sam, Florian Marco, thank you very much for coming to IFL TV. God bless you. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. This is Rob Tubbett for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. I'm in the bubble with Frank Smith. How are you, sir? I'm good, mate. It's good to have you in the bubble. Welcome back. You said it's the first show you've done since Fury Wilder. I mean, have you enjoyed the break? I mean, you look good. I like the beard. Do I? I like the beard. Strong. For those who can't see him, Tebbett's looking in good form. Thanks very much, Frank. I will stay behind the camera so that's not proved wrong. Um, I very much have missed it. I haven't enjoyed the break at all, but I'm very, very glad to be here this week. How have you been? Yeah, I've been, well, it's been strange, hasn't it? Especially when uh, we, we don't stop normally and to have 
three or four months probably of just spending time in Brentwood in Essex is not quite as uh, enjoyable as flying around the world I've decided but no it was good it was uh, learnt a lot about what normal what life is like without working a million miles an hour but it's good to be back and it's been a busy period and feels like we're not far well we're not far from the end of the year and I was looking earlier we've done by the end of the year we would have done 20 shows between August and end of December so you know really pushing off from what we did back in 2019 and trying to get back to it as much as we can within you know tough times certainly has been tough times and um, credit to yourselves Matru and also the other promotional companies have been able to keep boxing alive in some way shape or form throughout the pandemic this year but let's talk about this week Conor Ben returns obviously not the fight that we we anticipated or we were going to have as top of the bill after Dillian White Alexander Povetkin was postponed but a real opportunity for Conor Ben to grab the headlines as the as the headline act yeah, no, for sure. And a tough, tough, real tough test against Sebastian Formella. You know, I think the one thing everyone's pointing to is Formella's only loss comes against Sean Porter, who, you know, really is a, a step on in terms of levels. And Connor, we, we wanted him to fight earlier in the year on fight camp, but we couldn't find the right opponent that he wanted. And when I say right opponent, he wanted a tough test. And at the time, with all the travel bans, etc., we could just couldn't find the right person. So to bring Formella in, it's, it's great. And, you know, it shows how much he's come on and he's really ready to step on even further after this. So, you know, he feels like he's going to put in a great performance on Saturday night and, you know, some big fights on the way for him. Let's just talk about Sebastian Formella. Um, yesterday and the day before, we were kind of, I'd say, greeted. It certainly wasn't welcome news that there was potential for him to, to withdraw from the fight with COVID. What can you tell me about that? Yeah, no, everything, everything's fine. Everything was fine. Um, and, you know, there was, uh, there was some potential... Uh, question on one of the tests but it all got answered and it was all fine um, our, it went back to our lab and the medical team and everything was okay so we're all in all in a good place and you know what things are like in boxing somehow within a bubble of only five or six people rumours seem to circulate quite quickly um, but no everything's good and uh, looking forward to the fight and it's good to have it on I think the first I saw of it was uh, the rumours from Mystic Marku, who was talking about, I think the 13th of November was when he first started talking about potential COVID stuff. Did he know something that we potentially didn't? Or was that just him looking into his crystal ball? I think that's him, as with a lot of people on social media, and a lot of boxing fans looking into their crystal balls, you know, seem to know all the knowledge before things have even happened. But uh, no, it's... Uh, I think that was him as well, trying to pressure. Are we talking about Florian Marku? I think, yeah, trying to pressure to get in the fight as well. So uh, maybe he was crossing his fingers that something did happen to the main event. But we are here, and the fight is on Conor Ben versus Sebastian Formella. You make a good point about uh, Sean Porter being the only loss for Sebastian Formella. Kind of puts Conor Ben in an interesting position if he, if he comes through the fight on Saturday night. There's a lot of people still calling his name domestically, Florian Marku being one of them, of course. If he beats Sebastian Formella this past weekend, does that kind of put him above domestic levels, you think? I think so. I think, And I think that's what he wants as well. That's why he wanted to take this kind of test, because he's, he wants to move himself on now. You know, he's had four years. He's, he's had a number of fights. He's built himself up. Tony Sims feels he's ready now. You know, spent a lot of time in the gym with him. And I think this is the right step for him and the right time to do that. And, you know, get the win on Saturday against Sebastian Formella. Yeah, he is past those guys. And, you know, we'll be looking at, at many bigger fights along the way, I'm sure. Before we come on to talk about the rest of the card, uh, let's talk about somebody who is not... You can play darts. You're more than welcome. No problem. You can celebrate everything. Alan Babich, yeah. Alan Babich can do whatever he wants. Yeah. I wasn't going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, you're just Alan now. He's not savage now. Not the savage. No? <laughs> okay. So he said I can kick his ass because he's not the savage. Yeah. 
Go on then, let, let me turn the camera around and you just go and do it. I think he looks quite relaxed. He's in his flip-flops. I don't really, really want to get involved. I'll just let him play darts. We've lost White Povetkin. We've lost Dave Allen. You don't want to be losing Alan Babic from the card as well. Let's talk about Dave. I'm not sure me doing anything would lose Alan Babic from the card, to be honest. <laughs> well, I, I don't think, know. I You're an unbeaten like, fighter. Me being lost from the bubble <laughs> may be a little bit better, to be honest. Me over like one of the balconies out there. So. Dave Allen. Now, he was due to box on this card as well as, obviously, Povetkin and Dillian White. He's now not. He's retired. Uh, just your thoughts on that. You've worked with him closely over a number of years. Yeah, Dave Allen is a great character. And I'm quite happy, well, happy in terms of the fact that he's made a decision he is comfortable with. And, you know, no one is better placed to make that decision than himself. So, you know, it's good to see a fighter do it at the right time. You know, he's still young. Um, still got a lot of life ahead of him, and he's done well for himself. You know, he's, 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 I think his sister and his family have been a bit, or his sister's been a big part of helping him and taking him on the, you know, the right track. He's had tough times, which he's been quite open about. But I think it's, you know, it's right for him. And uh, he, as I say, he feels like he's in that place now where enough's enough, and he's made a good decision, as far as I'm concerned, because if he feels it's the right one, it's the right one. Has he been burning up your phone as well as Eddie's with regards to a potential job at Matra? No, I, I think he, uh, I think you know, he's he will always be welcome to all the shows, and I'm sure if anything ever comes up and he can get involved, for sure, 100. percent It was a shame he didn't get the opportunity to have the fight a few weeks ago, but maybe his head wasn't completely in it. You know, I think he's he's it, one thing about Dave, he's honest, and I think he uh, he sort of feels it's the right time for him so let's see I'm sure he'll be around he's still young as I said he's got some good fight he's got Danny Morrill who's doing quite well isn't he yeah. he had his pro debut uh, looked quite good and I think he's going to enjoy that journey with him and he's do you know a story so the other week when he was supposed to fight on the card on the Usyk Chisora card Usyk Chisora card there was Eva Hubmeyer who was fighting Ramla Ali right Eva Hubmeyer ended up having to travel on her own because her team, they got delayed, missed the flight, and they couldn't get here. So it, during the week, Dave Allen and Eva Hubmeyer got to, like, got to know each other. So Dave would take Eva on the pads. This was when we were starting to f- realise that Dave's fight may not be happening. Dave was taking Eva on the pads, then went in a corner, not in a corner, but in a dressing room on the night to on the pads. So he's just a nice guy. He's such a pleasant guy and he's good to have around. And I'm, I hope he is around. Not boxing, because that's not what he wants to be doing anymore, but around in the sport. Just final one on Dave Allen. It's something that's maybe a better question for Eddie than yourself. Considering the reasons that Dave has retired for, it's not a case of him losing a fight and not having options. I mean, he, he could have fought this weekend, albeit against a late replacement opponent. Can we rule out him coming back from Matram's perspective? Will Matram... Essentially, what I'm asking is, are you going to offer him fights in the future now he's retired? Not now he's retired. You know, if he came back and said and went through all the everything he needed to to come back and said, I want to box again and actually was serious about it, then you can't really stand in his way. But I don't, I don't think he'll do that. I think he's quite headstrong and he's got it in his head now. And he's might he's I don't think his heart's in that's in the boxing side actually boxing so I don't think he'll come back but like with any fighter you know if they want to take it seriously and are cleared medically cleared then of course I'm not saying they can't ever come back because there's been a number of fighters who didn't come back you never would have seen uh, David Hay Tony Bowie would you he retired and he came back and fought Mark Demore and went through all that and then so I'm sure fighters could come back Dave's young but I don't I get the feeling with Dave that we're not going to see that to be honest you know 
I do know him quite well, yes. Um, I don't think we'll see him again no. in the ring. If he does come back, then God help the promoter who's on the other end of my microphone when I interview them. So, um, you won't be happy with it? I won't be happy with it at all, no. I don't think he should box again. And I've said it to Dave. I, the first time I told Dave, this doesn't really matter, but the first time I told Dave he should retire was the night he knocked Nick Webb out. Um, interestingly enough. But let's move on. Another heavyweight. Alan Babich behind you. Uh, he's got darts in his hand, so you might want to be a, a little Alan bit... Alan Babich is the best heavyweight I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Um, and he's unbelievable, and I can't think of anything better to say about him. He's just a hero. <laughs> right, we'll whisper the next bit, just in case. Um, great fighter, very action fighter. Action fighter, really, you know... Sort of in a similar mold to Dave Allen, he's, he's, he's garnered quite a cult following and a, a, a cult support base in, in a very short space of time. Looking forward to seeing him box against uh, Tom Little this weekend. That's got all the makings of quite a fun fight, I think. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a good test for him. You know, uh, he's very early on in his career. Allen's looked great in his in his previous wins, and uh, he's kept very active, hasn't he? He's back straight out after just over a month out the ring. Um, and I, you look at Tom Little; he's lost four stone. So he's taking this seriously. He's coming in there with, you know, he's got a game plan. He knows what he wants to do. And he's not just coming in to roll over. So I think it will be a good test for Alan. And it will show where he's at for sure. Um, maybe not Alan, maybe the Savage instead, as, that's, as I understand it, who boxes on the night. Alan just turns up. Alan just turns up and plays darts by the look of things. Um, from Wonderland White managed heavyweight, here he comes. <laughs> I thought it was a dart. <laughs> At least I didn't shit myself. Uh, at least that was a good clip. I'm the most jumpy person in the world and just had a fist to my head. Yeah. That, that was just acting. Yeah, that's fun. That's one for uh, no-context Frank Smith. <laughs> From one Dillian White managed heavyweight to another, Fabio Wardley. Um, you all have a better grasp of this than most people. Uh, what happened with Lucas Brown? Uh, Lucas Brown, there was a lot going on. It was very late in the day, obviously, with, and Australia, you have to get special exemptions to leave. Uh, the travel was very difficult, so it didn't come off, unfortunately. But I do think the Richard Larty fight is going to be very interesting. Fabio as well, young in his career, and it's a good test for him. I actually watched Richard Larty against Daniel Dubois, the third round, where they just went hammer and top, like, just went at it, didn't they? And you forget, he, he, he stood up to that. A lot of people would never, have, would never be, still be standing after some of those punches landed by Daniel Dubois. So I think it's going to be a tough test. And again, it's going to show a good where he is in terms of his career, I think, for Fabio. Um, so very exciting. Fabio, again, has built a nice little, nice little uh, market of people, especially from his five guys' comments in the corner. Um, but he's a good guy. And, uh, you know, Dillian's got a good stable of heavyweight fighters there, hasn't he? He certainly has. And before we move on, let's talk about Dillian White. As I said, he was supposed to box this weekend. Alexander Povetkin, COVID, unfortunately. Someone else was coming in. Before another dart off. was coming over your way. Um, Alexander Povetkin falls victim to, to COVID. Is January 30th still the, the tentative date that you're looking at for that in the new year? Yeah, that's what we're looking at. We're just working through it all at the minute. You know, obviously with the way things are at the, at right now in terms of COVID, you planning is a bit more difficult especially long-term planning it's quite easy to say in a few days is what we're going to do but two and a bit months who knows where the world's going to be but that that's the plan for sure and you know, Povetkin is uh, back recovering from Covid so hopefully all okay that end um, so yeah that's the fight we want to get back obviously that's the fight we're going to do between the two of them. Moving stateside, yesterday, huge news, Callum Smith versus Canelo Alvarez. Um, big surprise to a lot of people. Obviously, some people thought potentially go with Caleb Plant, Callum Smith, ended up with Callum Smith. Brilliant for British boxing, brilliant for Callum Smith. To be honest, at about 
1pm yesterday when he posted I've got news tonight I thought he was going for Caleb Plant as well um, you know it was very late in the day it all got together um, but yeah great fight and great opportunity for Callum Smith you know Callum Smith shocked a lot of people I think when he won the World Boxing Super Series I personally you know because it was very early on in his career and he's got the opportunity now to go in there against you know the pound for pound number one in boxing when you look at Canelo's resume and what he's done you know it's hard to argue that, that he isn't um, so great fight very excited for that one and what a way to end the year. It's been, a, it's been a, as we said, a strange year, tough year, but a great way to end the year and great for boxing as well. A fight of that magnitude has been made. Considering kind of the appeal and the hysteria that comes with Canelo Alvarez being arguably the biggest draw in world boxing, how difficult was it to get this fight over the line along with you know, Callum Smith, STN Sports, etc.? How was it difficult to get Canelo back in the ring when there's no gate? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we are, we'll work through, in, he's working through in the US, the plans around uh, what we're going to do in terms of location. Um, but Canelo, I think, just, he wanted to fight. You know, I think a lot of fighters, they don't, you know, money's important. Of course it is. Like, it'd be stupid to say that money is not important to anyone. But I think a lot of these top fighters, they just want to fight and they want to be active and they don't want to sit around. And as well, who knows how long this is going to go on for? Who would have thought back in March we'd be saying we'd be doing shows in November, December in a bubble with no crowd? Um, so, you know, I think you can't let your career sort of get away from you too much. Um, and, you know, it could easily be March, April, June next year until we see any sizable crowd. So I think people have just got to get on with, get on with things. And I think a lot of fighters are understanding that. Texas, the uh, front runner for the location? But, yeah, that's the plan currently looking at. So, uh, you know, it's a big boxing market. Obviously, obviously saw Javonta Davis fought there a few weeks ago, had about, I believe, 9,000 people there. So, you know, they're a bit more advanced in terms of allowing crowds in. So, that, yeah, that's the plan right now. How big of a coup is it for, for DAZN to get Canelo Alvarez back on the platform? Obviously, he didn't, hasn't technically or didn't technically leave DAZN. Obviously, we've seen him back on there, but a huge shot in the arm for DAZN getting him back on the platform. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, there was a lot of question marks around the zone during this period as well. You know, a lot of people were saying when the whole case came out about Canelo, Golden Boy, the zone, you know, I can't really talk on the behalf of it. I wasn't involved. Um, but, you know, the zone have always been big supporters of boxing since they've come into the sport. And, you know, you look at their business as a whole and what they're investing around the world. You know, they, I don't think there was ever any hesitation around boxing, but obviously people on Twitter, Instagram, they see this news and they think, oh, the whole world's coming, coming to an end. Really, they should be supporting them for, you know, I think what they've brought to boxing in the last two years, especially in the USA, I think they've done a great job. Um, so, you know, I think people should be supporting them, but they're in a, in a good place and, yeah, great, great for them to have him on the platform. And just to tie that up, that's um, exclusive to DAZN in the UK as well, not on Sky Sports, Canelo Smith? Yeah, so DAZN have launched their platform globally. That show will be on the DAZN platform. Obviously, you got Anthony Joshua earlier in the month, December 12th, which is on the DAZN global platform, excluding the UK and Ireland, um, where, obviously, we're our host broadcast partner, Sky Sports. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting times, I think, with them, you know, investing in the global platform. It's going to be good for the sport of boxing. Um, and, you know, we're going to keep... Uh, there's going to be some huge events on the way. And just finally, kind of staying with Canelo Smith, staying with them, kind of staying with them, Ryan Maybe. Garcia and Luke, no, not yet. Um, not yet, they're not coming. Ryan Garcia and Luke Campbell, obviously we're waiting for a new date for that after Luke Campbell fell victim to COVID. 
Any idea as to when that could happen? Uh, the 26th of December has been a date that's been floated around for that? Golden Boy, I believe, are working through it right now with the zone. Obviously, they're promoting the event, um, so wait and see. I'm fortunate with Luke Campbell, but you know, I'm sure we'll get it back on. Uh, great fight, and you know, it's a it's a big test, I think, for Ryan Garcia. It's probably the toughest test he would have faced, for sure. And uh, Luke Campbell, we've seen what he can do. We've seen you know, his fight with Vasily Lomachenko. We know the level he's at, a great amateur come through. And uh, this is a huge opportunity for him as well. He gets the win against Ryan Garcia. You know, he's, he's there for the world title shots next, for sure. OK, well, Frank Smith, always a pleasure catching up with you. Been a while. The last time I spoke to you, face-to-face -face at least, or in general, was the day after Wilder Fury 2 in Las Vegas, so... Bloody good memory. Well, well, you don't remember speaking to me the day after? No. You remember asking me in front of Freddie Cunningham who would win, AJ or Fury? No. Do you know what? My memory's bad. My memory shots a bit, to be honest. Which isn't good, is it? You're not even the one who gets punched in the head. I know, so you don't get punched in the head either. But I remember it. Yeah, but how much... What else do you remember? What else did you do that day? Well, I ran around and did a load of interviews. It was the day what after a big fight. Frank, Frank Warren. Who else? Frank Smith. Yep. I know what else I did. I laid by the pool for a couple of hours that day at the MGM. Well, I'm glad that was more memorable than our time spent no, together, no, Frank. Only, uh, it, was an, it was a good time that we spent together, and I apologise that my memory isn't very good, but unfortunately, eight months ago feels like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? Especially with everything we've gone through. It certainly does, and hopefully we don't have to wait eight months before we do this again. Hopefully not. And I will remember this, even if it is eight months from now. <laughs> Frank Smith, thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social. Just uh, delete the clip where I shit myself when Babich, you know, came over with his fist. Yeah, don't worry, Frank, I've got you. Definitely be gone, won't it? Yeah, perfect. <laughs>
has said all day that he was going to make an announcement at 11 p.m. UK time. There were a lot of, there's a lot of talk about Billy Joe Saunders. There was Plant as well from PBC. Uh, but it was announced that Callum Smith has finally got the fight that he's been wanting for a very, very long time. Uh, firstly, how happy are you for your, for your brother to, to get this opportunity to fight? Arguably one of the best fighters in the world. Yeah, very, you know, I'm very happy for Callum. Um, just from, just for the self-benefit, you know, um, this fight's been lingering over him for 12, 18 months now. And, you know, people asking him every day, are oh, you getting a Canelo fight? Are you not getting a Canelo fight? And, you know, we all know it's all in Canelo's hands. You know, he got a lot of stick, Callum, from the last one. Like, he got off of the offer, which, you know, they all said no to him and Billy Joe. And then Billy Joe got a second offer and then a third offer. And then he finally agreed to fight Billy Joe at one stage. But, you know, Callum was never offered the second offer, but was seen to be slaughtered on social media that he'd knocked back the Canelo fight. And it was, you know, I felt sorry for him. It's been lingering. You know, I, I know him as a face. He's been doing his head in for a long time now. So, um, I went to gym with him today and, you know, I sparred, sparred with him and watched him spar somebody else and he just seemed like a different man today. Now that's over the line, he can concentrate on, on one thing and one thing only and that's the fight. So he seemed a totally different man tonight today in the gym. We know he had that devastating performance uh, against George Groves in Saudi Arabia where he turned up and, and retired George Groves. But is this what Callum thrives on? Is he the, you know, he needs those big, huge mega fights to get the best out of himself. Yeah, he does. As in a sense, he always seems to perform in in that sense. You know, a lot of people judging on what you just said. A lot of people are just looking into the John Rada fight a little bit too much. You know what I mean? You can say, you can say that, but he's had devastating performance. Hassan Nadam, um, you know, Rocky Fielding, Mohammadi went twelve rounds. To, you know, every time he stepped up for them type fights, he's performed. You know, the John Rada fight people are looking into and it's kind of took a lot away from Callum you know everything everything he's done and everything he's achieved and you only have to look at the stuff he's achieved um, to, to realise he's a very he's a, you know he's a special fighter and one lacklustre performance is not going to ruin him before that John Ryder fight 90% of people now saying Canelo beats him but they were probably saying he beats Canelo you know and he had a lacklustre performance against Ryder but and people have just write, written them off. This is a, this is the perfect fight at the perfect time for me, for Callum. And it's one that gets his teeth back into. It's one that, you know, we said to him, the John Ryder fight was a no-win situation. You know, this Canelo fight now has become a no-lose situation because of the Ryder fight, you know. And a, lo a lot less people are picking him to win now because of that fight, if you understand what I mean. So... Like I said beforehand, everyone was on the bandwagon already. This is the man to be Canelo. This is the man to be Canelo. So then it's big pressure when he does fight Canelo. Now, all of a sudden, no one thinks he beats Canelo. So it's, it, this is a win-win situation for him. So he's gone from a no-win situation with Ryder. You know, if he blew Ryder away, everyone would have said, so be it. You know, Ryder's been stopped before. and You know, he, he beat Ryder on points. Ryder being beat on points. It was a no-win no -win situation in the Ryder fight, in my opinion. I said from day one, um, this one now is a no-lose situation. We know Canelo's got an absolute perfect record against the Brits. Uh, you fought Amir Khan, fought yourself, uh, Matthew Hatton, I think Ryan Rhodes as well, top of my head. Um, yeah. Perfect, perfect record for Canelo. He's been flirting between 154, 160, 168, 175, obviously against Kovalev. 
what what are the key factors here for for Callum? What does he have as advantage to beat Canelo at, at one sixty eight? I just think skill-wise, he, you know, we can match him, we can compete with him. You know, he's a very skillful fighter, but also Callum's a very, very good fighter, you know. Um, and then, you know, power-wise, Golovkin, yes, you know, ma- massive puncher at middleweight. Um, I think, you know, it's no, it's not, it's no given, and I know it's me brother, but he's a massive puncher at 168, and he can gamble with Canelo. Not many people can gamble, you know, as Canelo's thrown. Me, you know, me fire, fire, and um, you know, catch Callum's perfect shot. I think is a perfect shot for Canelo. That you know, a catch left hook, catch right hook, or whatever else. Because I do feel Canelo lifts his head in the air when he left hooks. But you know, that's picking, being you know, picking little points. But I just think Callum, size wise, you know, can can compete with him. And I don't think Canelo is a fully fledged one six eight. I remember speaking to you, Liam, a couple of years ago uh, at the Hilton Hotel in Liverpool when your fight was announced with Canelo. And I asked you at the time, you, you obviously train at Amir Khan's gym. Are you going to take any advice from Amir Khan who had been in the ring with uh, Canelo? And you said it was a, it's a complete different fight. Um, now, obviously, your brother goes in. What can, kind of advice can you give your brother for this fight? But he, he'll probably, he could look at it along the same lines. You know, as much as stylistically me and Callum are not far apart as in you know the same type fighter obviously different thing different stature but um, I can give him all the tips I, I, I can think of as in you know little stuff Canelo does in the ring feints you know combos that I felt Canelo was throwing a lot which a couple of times I thought he was throwing the same combination with me Um you know, I said before my fight, and there's all videos of it now, you know, he's got the same rhythm, same movement when he moves his head. He moves, 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 and then he does it, like, lay back, dips, and then he spins to the side. You know, it's, it's my me trying to do it now while I'm standing here, but he's got the same kind of rhythm on sometimes, which you, you can notice when you're watching him and studying him. And um, But I can give him as much tips as I want. When you go in there, it could pan out totally different, so... No, Callum's not stupid. We, we, we'll do something for the next four weeks. And uh, if it works, you know, so be it. If it doesn't, Callum's got to adjust on a night or whatever, whatever Canelo does. We know how good Callum can be on his best night, but he's going in there arguably with one of the greatest fighters of our time who, who hasn't shied away from fighting the best of the best. But how, is this a tough, tough ask for Callum? Or would you say he's got a very, very good chance against Canelo? I think he's got a very, very good chance, and that's what I've said all along with Canelo Alvarez. I think if anybody's got a style and a chance of beating Canelo, I, I think it's Callum. You know, and I've said this for since day one, and people probably think I have to say that. We said the same thing with Callum coming through. You know, we were all British champion, and we told everybody, and everybody who would listen, you know, we've got a younger brother who's probably going to be the best of the, the four of us, and. People thought we were maybe saying it to get Callum a bit of publicity when he was coming through because we were all like British champion and he was maybe five, six and oh and you know, we've said this since day one, he's got he's got everything and every time he's had big chances to prove things, he's done it. And this for me will be the icing on the cake. This will cement him like to what we've always said about him. Um, Liam, do you know if there's a rehydration clause? Uh... no, there isn't, not 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 as of, as of yet, you know. I'm pretty sure they come on last night to try and put one in, but 
you know, it's not in, not in as as of yet. They haven't they haven't put that in, but you know, I'm pretty sure if they if they decide to put that in now, then you know they've got to do something about it. Whether they pay Callum more money for the rehydration clause, um, they can't just put it in once the fight's done. You know what I mean? The fight was done and announced last night, and there's no rehydration clause. So I think if Team Canelo want a rehydration clause in it now, then the only way Callum will probably accept that is. If they, if, they, if they pay him. Okay, well, we wish Callum and yourself and the whole family all the, the, the best with training camp and we look forward to that monumental clash next month. Um, Liam, before I let you go, um, I remember speaking to you at the O2 not long ago, not long ago, I can't remember which fight it was, maybe a Dylan White fight and we talked about Kelbrook, we talked, Adam Smith was there as well at the time as well and you really, really wanted that fight. Um, firstly, before we talk about you potentially fighting Kelbrook, um, how did you kind of assess his performance last week against Terence Crawford? I thought he boxed very well at the start. You know, to be dead, dead, dead honest with you, uh, it was what I expected of him. You know, ability-wise, while you're both fresh, you can match anyone in the world. He's a very good fighter. Um, but I thought Crawford got to him earlier than I thought. I thought Brooke would start well and maybe fade away and Crawford would take over round seven or something. But you know, he got caught with a shot, um, and it, and it seemed to go right through his right through his boots. The shot surprised me. It was me, you know, it was a jab at the end. At the end of the day, he got he, he got done with a jab, but it just goes to show you that the time and right with, with with a jab, you can stop people. Everyone bangs on about Kel stopping people with jabs. I think he stopped Luca with a jab. You know, I was there. Kel's last fight, um, but he got done himself with a jab, and Crawford got very good timing, but. I think maybe the weight, maybe the life, I don't know, but I still don't feel that shot should be doing the damage it's done, to be honest with you. And, you know, I don't want to be brutal about it, but you asked me what I saw and that, that's what I saw. You're you're approaching, I think, nearly a year out of the ring now, Liam. I know you don't want to have those two-nut fights, you want to have those big fights, but we don't know what Kel's going to do yet, but have you got... a a few names in mind that you want to go after? Is Kel Brook the one that you want? It's, it's still a big clash in the UK. Yeah, no, it, it came to me and said, look, Liam, we want to do the Brook fight, which it, to me is creating madness now because I thought that fight was done, you know. I'm not going to knock the fact he went and fought Crawford, but before the Crawford fight was on the table, the fight with me and him should have been made, you know. I was at his fight February because I thought the fight was done and um, it, it didn't it didn't materialise, but if somebody came to me now with the Brook fight and, and it made sense to me, I'd bite your hand off for it, as I would with any fighter. But he's not a name now that I'm looking for. No, I was. But I'm going to look for Tim Tazoo, Jesse Vargas, uh, you know, fighters like that to get me back to a world title shot. And, you know, I'm, I'm number three with the WBO, Tim Tazoo with two. Castano won. Castano's fighting Tuxedo. So, um, you know, I'll be looking at one of them names this year. I've seen Eddie do the interview yesterday and mention Jesse Vargas again. I spoke to him last night also, Jesse Vargas. So, you know, hopefully once we get Christmas and New Year out the way, the end of January or February, I'm sure we can make something happen. Okay, Liam, I know you're a big Liverpool fan as well. Um, was it tough uh, not being able to see them do a parade this year. I'm a Liverpool fan as well, so it was hard yeah. for me not to see the parade in Liverpool City Centre. 
Yeah, it's been tough, all of it, you know, and even this season as well, tough again. Obviously, the injuries we're getting it with and big game on, big game the weekend with Leicester. But, you know, it's it's just good that, you know, we're finally back on top, really. And, you know, we're challenging for league titles because we went off the boil for a little bit. But, you know, we are one of the top sides in world football at the moment. And just hope the injuries can come back with. Absolutely. As they say, trusting club. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Liam, thank you so much for your time today this evening, my man. Uh, wish you all the best and uh, we'll definitely catch up with you uh, hopefully in December, closer to Callum's fight. Nice one, mate. Thank you. Liam Smith, IFL TV. Thank you very much. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt.